Welcome back to our latest episode of On the Job with Porak podcast. I'm Brian Marvel, president of Porak. Today we have California Peace Officers Memorial Foundation Executive Director Wayne Quint joining us on Zoom to talk about National Police Week in May, the California Peace Officers Memorial Ceremonies, which will be resuming this year after a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19 concerns, and the new addition to the memorial. Well, Wayne, thanks for joining us today. Brian, good morning. What a pleasure to be joining you. And thank you for this opportunity to join uh, your thousands of listeners and viewers uh, as we talk about the upcoming Peace Officer Memorial Ceremonies in May. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, you know, I talked a little bit earlier, you know, we had, we had two years off, so this is going to be a huge event this year. I'm currently a board member, so I get to uh, to hear about all of the, uh, the updates, and this is going to be a big one this year. Yeah, it, it certainly is, Brian. And I want to thank you for your leadership on the board of directors for the California Peace Officers Memorial Foundation. I also, uh, it should come to no surprise of the generosity of your organization. Uh, after the enrollment ceremony, PORAC is the sponsor of the outdoor luncheon on the West Capitol grounds. And uh, that, in addition to your other monetary contributions, Brian, is so greatly appreciated, Uh, really, uh, not only by the foundation, but more importantly, by the families and friends of our fallen heroes who are in attendance at those memorial ceremonies. So thank you to PORAC, Brian, on behalf of uh, the foundation. Well, we, uh, we appreciate that, Wayne. And, you know, we're here to do, I think, I think when you're talking the memorial and, and, uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with me and all everybody else in our profession, this is one of the most important things we do, not only at the memorial, but as union leaders, police union leaders, our number one and highest priority is taking care of the fallen families and this memorial in the state. And it's a credit to you and the president, uh, Kevin Mickelson, on the management of the, the finances, the maintaining of the memorial and, and doing this annual ceremony to honor the families, the memory of these fallen officers who have given their lives, who have made the ultimate sacrifice for the state of California, for the nation, and for their communities. I can't thank you enough for the work that you do and Michelle uh, and everybody over at the memorial for making sure that every year this happens. Well, well, Brian, thank you for those kind words. It's a, it's a labor of love. And, and I know I speak for the law enforcement leaders throughout California, really across the nation. But uh, here in California, truly a labor of love, a complete honor. And thank you for those kind remarks again. So with this ceremony, obviously, like we've talked about it a few times, it's going to be a much larger. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about the, you know, what are we going to expect this year? It's been two years since we've had a memorial. Um, there's some new stuff, new and exciting stuff that's going to be uh, unveiled. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, uh, for the first time in the history of the California Peace Officer Memorial, a new bronze figure will be added to the hallowed monument grounds uh, of our fallen heroes who have died in the line of duty. Um, As as you know, uh, and had mentioned earlier, 
It has been since May 5th and 6th of 2019 when we last held our memorial ceremonies up at the Capitol. And those those ceremonies, Brian, as you know, on Sunday, we begin with the survivors receptions who are coming into the Capitol for uh, the these ceremonies. And, you know, what we do on Sunday is we have a at the host hotel, we have a survivor's reception, which is really impactful because we're actually for a lot of these survivors, uh, the tragedy that they face is sometimes months, if not even years away. And what we'd like to do there is is to uh, after the survivor's reception, we have a dinner and then we have the powerful candlelight vigil ceremony out at the monument site, which is really on uh, Capitol grounds uh, across the street from the west side of the Capitol. Uh, This year, uh, when I had alluded to earlier about the bronze figure, uh, this year we are honored, privileged, and I call a long overdue addition to the Memorial Monument, and that will be at the candlelight vigil this year, the unveiling for the first time of what our foundation has called honoring women uh, peace officers in the state of California. And what will be unveiled will, will be this long overdue addition to the three uh, 14-foot uh, sculptures that make up the Memorial Monument. Uh, I just want to, if I can, Brian, give just a little history on where we got. As we're all very, very sadly aware on January 10th, 2019, uh, Davis police officer Natalie Becky Corona, who was 22, was killed after being ambushed by gunfire while working on patrol. Less than six short months after that, uh, on June 19th, 2019, Sacramento police officer Tara Christina O'Sullivan, age 26, died in the line of duty by gunfire while working patrol as well. To be certain, there has been conversation with the Memorial Foundation board before these two tragic events, probably for about a, about a decade, regarding the incorporation of a female peace officer, bronze figure, at the memorial grounds. Uh, As you know, when the memorial grounds and the sculptures were dedicated back on May 17th, 1988, uh, kind of a different time there, as is indicated by the male bronze figures uh, that are there. So I'll have to say, after these two tragic deaths of law enforcement's best and brightest, uh, I can tell you a month later, out of July 18, 29, California Peace Officers uh, Memorial Foundation board meeting, a motion was made, a second, and then unanimous decision to immediately begin work on incorporating a bronze female peace officer to be part of our hallowed memorial grounds. And that's the newest and has, and I think historical event, if you will, that's going to occur at this year's uh, memorial ceremonies. And that will occur on Sunday evening, May 1st, 
2022 at the candlelight vigil. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think uh, I think all of us are looking forward to uh, to seeing this. And I agree with you 100 percent. It was long overdue. Uh, I was glad to be on the board when we made that vote to move forward with that. And it's going to be I think this is going to be an incredible event this year. Uh, just in the fact that uh, we're honoring so many uh, families uh, and the fact that we're also uh, unveiling uh, the new statue at the monument, um, I think will be uh, people will be very impressed. Uh, the photographs and the uh, little replica that we saw, um, I thought was extremely well done. And uh, we're going to highlight that in our uh, May magazine uh, with Porak. So we really appreciate uh, the sculptor uh, giving us the opportunity to talk to you about the uh, the crafting of that new statue. What are, so I know it's, uh, I think it's May 1st and 2nd of this year. Uh, the memorial uh, will move forward. The candlelight vigil, I think, is at 8.30, if I'm not mistaken, or is it 8 o'clock? 8.30 to 9.30. Uh, as you know, Brian, we all line up uh, across the street, and then uh, we, as a unified body of survivors, law enforcement officers, colleagues uh, walk over with the families from the host hotel. And uh, we, of course, walk through lines of uniform personnel. Uh, and it's quite a touching and moving event. Just doing that walk uh, that is led by the attorney general from, from the host hotel over to the Memorial Monument. There is nothing more uh, uh, gives you more goosebumps than when you're walking through lines of men and women in their full honor uniforms or class A uniforms, hand, you know, rendering hand salutes to those families as we trek over together to the, uh, the, the Memorial Monument for the candlelight vigil. So, yes, that's at 830 uh, to 930. Then the ceremony itself will be the following day, May 2nd, the Monday, and I believe that starts at 10 a.m. That does start at 10 a.m., Brian, but as you're aware, it's a it's a early morning start for all involved. Uh, we have the buffet breakfast for the families, and then, of course, over at the CHP Academy uh, in West Sacramento, our law enforcement caravan starts from the West Sacramento CHP Academy. And at around 8.30 or so, there is a caravan from there with uh, police and sheriff vehicles and law enforcement vehicles from across the state caravanning over to 10th Street, which is of course blocked off uh, for these hundreds of vehicles that will be involved in uh, the law enforcement caravan. And then our um, honored families from nine o'clock till 10 o'clock participate in a honored families private ceremony, which involves the governor, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, the chief justice of the California Supreme Court, and our memorial uh, legislative liaison, Assemblyman Jim Cooper. And the families are privately addressed, and then they are called forward to be greeted by the dignitaries where they are giving um, shadow boxes uh, of their fallen heroes. So that's a very touching but very private ceremony. After that, we go over to the Capitol Rotunda and line up for a 10 o'clock 
to approximately 12 o'clock enrollment ceremony. There, there will be thousands of officers uh, who will create a corridor. We call it the Walk of Honor, where the fallen families um, will walk through and then be seated uh, at the uh, Memorial Monument grounds for the enrollments of their uh, respective officers and loved ones. So very busy Sunday and Monday, to say the least. And I would encourage any of your members, Brian, that have not checked this off of their bucket list. I, I've been back to the Nationals several times. I've talked to many, many different states and might be a little biased here, but without exception, I think California's tribute to our fallen heroes and their families left behind goes above and beyond the call of duty. And we're really, really proud of that. Yeah, I would agree with you too, Wayne, on that. And if somebody is looking for uh, more information on the, the memorial and the services, I believe the website is uh, camemorial.org. Correct. Yep, camemorial.org. All the information's on there. The list of uh, the honor roll of fallen officers is on there. You can find a lot of stuff on that website. Just to shift a little bit away from the memorial, uh, one of the things that uh, the memorial does is they have the uh, California checkoff. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that tax checkoff? I know uh, you know April is uh, right around the corner, and uh, everybody's doing their taxes and tax season. It's super easy. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the California tax checkoff? It, it is, Brian, and I, and, and I think this is very an, another critically important avenue of raising funds for our fallen heroes and their families left behind. PORAC was instrumental uh, in legislation that I believe extended this uh, tax checkoff for another Five years? Five years, I think. Five years. Thank you. Uh, that legislation, critically important. And it and, and as Brian said, I just did. I just had my taxes done. Uh, most of your magazines will even show you the example where you can just, if you're preparing your own taxes or having your taxes prepared, you can donate any amount through a simple checkoff on the uh, California tax form for a tax deductible donation to the California Peace Officers Memorial Foundation. Unfortunately, I don't have the form here to upload to you, Brian, to show, but we'll put it on. We'll, we'll put it on ours. Perfect. Perfect. But yeah, that is uh, we are hoping not only from the law enforcement family, but from your neighbors, your friends, and most importantly, the, the really millions of law enforcement supporters in this state that truly appreciate the work that the men and women who carry the badge uh, do 24 seven. So great way to show your appreciation for our officers uh, who have made the ultimate sacrifice and really it, it's a worthwhile uh, contribution that I think uh, will bless many. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, it's all we're really asking for is $20. If every peace officer in the state of California contributed $20 on this checkoff, when they all have to do their taxes, 20 bucks, we'd have well over a million and a half dollars every year into the memorial, which I always tell people, I go, look, people want to support fallen officers and their families, and they may not personally know them, but the way that they feel is the best way to help is, is the financial support. 
and uh, providing them an opportunity to do that uh, and show their appreciation for the sacrifice uh, that the, the officers made and their family have made uh, to keep their communities safe. Um, I think a $20 contribution is is a drop in the bucket. Um, you know, I'm sure more people could do a lot more, but all we're really asking for is $20. And, you know, the motto is, is we take care of our own. And uh, everybody in this profession should be contributing to the, to the state memorial. And then I, I think, Brian, and you'll concur with me on this, probably the saddest visual at a in the line of duty death is when you see the children of the fallen peace officers, the sons, the daughters. And, and one thing where that money goes, and we don't often think about it, but here's a three-year-old, 15 years later, the, the California Peace Officers Memorial Foundation has an amazing scholarship program for not only the siblings of our fallen heroes, but their spouses. And uh, we, we, unlike one-time grants, we get grants up to four, uh, four to, I want to say six years uh, at the junior college level, all the way post bachelor's degree. So when you talk about, you know, this money, it is an incredible gift to be able to give to these children uh, scholarships uh, in, in really in memory of, of, of their mom, dad, or, or, or stepmom or dad who made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for those in California. So that's where some of that money goes. We do a great scholarship program. And I would encourage uh, you know, all, all your many, many uh, presidents in your chapters, Brian, to really kind of check and see, OK, I remember our department lost an officer 10 years ago and check on where the ages of those kids are, because uh, it, it's worth the follow up. And, and we 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 have done that several times at my uh, old association. And and I encourage uh, your presidents to do the same because uh, before you know it, that little five-year-old is is 13 years have passed and they're getting ready to go to college and they got a great gift and and they're the the scholarship is not your typical scholarship it is not it's filling out a a application and the relationship to the officer and that is it so it's a great opportunity. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think, you know, probably I would, by the vast majority of peace officers, their family members, uh, especially now in the, the fallen family members, uh, you know, there's an opportunity for three types of scholarships. You know, I'm, the memorial clearly has a scholarship for the fallen family. PORAC is an organization. We offer scholarships every year. And uh, I would assume that most uh, associations have scholarships for their members. And this is a great opportunity to support these children uh, as they seek higher education or get into the trades as a great opportunity. And one other item before we wrap this up, Wayne, is the immediate donation to the family after the officer uh, has been killed in the line of duty. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And, and, and um, you know, I love our foundation because the men and women on our, our directors are, are always looking to see how we can give more. Uh, and, and we, uh, within 24 hours, if there's a determined immediate financial need within 24 hours, we would have a check of $7,500 
immediately delivered to the family. If there's not an immediate financial need, then that 7,500 will still go to the family. But the key point here is there are some families uh, that need the immediate financial assistance. And I'm so proud of our board because um, last year, our board said we would like to raise that amount to 8,500. So we now have $8,500 immediate available anywhere in the state of California for a peace officer's family who has an immediate need. Uh, and if the immediate need is not there, that money will, will still uh, be sent uh, to, to the family. So that is another great gift we have the opportunity to give to our families. And, you know, you, you know, Brian and I know that when a in the line of duty death hits a family, uh, it, it suddenly turns into a surreal experience, uh, not not only for the family, oftentimes for the association. Uh, and I just want everyone to know the California Peace Officers Memorial Foundation is there. Call us. We will respond. Uh, it, it, like I said, it's a it's a labor of love and, and it's a a great gift because as you alluded to earlier, Brian, we got to take care of our own. It doesn't mean other people can't assist and we're grateful for that. But at the end of the day, we really do take care of our own. And the foundation uh, is part of that mantra. hundred percent. And also uh, just to let people know, everybody that's on the board, including you are all volunteers. None of us are getting paid to serve on the board or to make sure that our service is, uh, there's we derive a benefit. Our benefit and our pay is knowing that these families uh, and their immediate family and their spouse, uh, brother, sister is being honored, memorialized, and will never be forgotten for the sacrifice that they made. That's, that's our pay. Uh, for sitting on this board and for you as the executive director of the memorial, it's just you're, you're, you're spot on when it, uh, how surreal it is. And, and you know, uh, back down in San Diego when I was the SDPOA president, unfortunately, we had uh, several officers uh, were killed in the line of duty. And um, I pray that nobody has to go through that. But the reality is we know it's going to happen and the memorial's here for that. So I want to thank you, Wayne, for, uh, for taking a little bit of time. Um, I think it's important uh, to try to highlight the memorial. Uh, and I want people to know that you as the executive director, uh, Kevin Mickelson as the president, and the rest of us that are on the board are good stewards of the finances that are coming in to make sure that nearly 100% of the funds are going to go to support uh, these family members uh, during their time of grief, uh, during their tragedy. And we're going to prop them up. We're going to hold them. Uh, we're going to give them the space they need to express their grief. And we're going to be there for them. So uh, I want to thank you, Wayne, uh, for coming in. I want to thank all of you for joining us on this latest episode of On the Job with Porak with Wayne Quint of the California Peace Officers Memorial Foundation. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to this podcast and share us on social media. As always, I'd like to close this podcast by thanking all our Porak members and our nation's law enforcement. We hope you stay safe and have a great day. 
ORHAC is California's largest law enforcement organization and the largest statewide association in the nation, representing over 77,000 public safety members since 1953. Our monthly podcasts, as well as past episodes, are available on ORHAC.org, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, ORHAC's YouTube channel, or where popular podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms and tag us with your suggestions for future show topics. To learn more about our organization, visit us at Porac.org. We are Porac.